Welcome to the Utility Player Podcast, Episode 2, Draft Week. Big, big episode. Uh, we're going to give my buddy Bank a call. He's my local expert when it comes to all things college football, NFL, anything like that. Um, so we're going to give him a call and talk about what we think is going to happen this Thursday. We're going to go over the first 12 picks and kind of see what we're thinking and how crazy Thursday is going to be. All right? Let's see what you think. Okay. On the line, i got my buddy Bank, and we're here to talk NFL. So, Bank, can you hear me? I can hear you, man. How's it going? All right. I'm good. How are you? I'm hanging in there, man. I'm excited for the draft. Two days away now. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's so crazy when you come up to these drafts, and we still have no idea who the top two picks are going to be. Yeah, unlike um, some years where the first pick is announced almost a month beforehand, this year you really have no idea. Yeah, yeah, we have no idea, and it's 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 all speculation, and I'm still, it's two days before, and I still feel like my mock draft is going to just be tossed out the window 10 minutes in on Thursday night, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what it sounded like this year. Yeah, yeah, so let's do this, though. I mean, I think both of us are going to go over our top 12 picks, and just because I think with the Bills at 12, that's kind of where, like, I feel like that's where the action happens in this draft. It's going to be in the top 12. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think there's kind of a drop-off, too, after even maybe 12 and 13, depending on where you have a few guys. Um, there's really a drop-off after that anyway. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think, I mean, just like with every draft, the most interesting thing tends to be where the quarterbacks are going to go. And I think there's a really good chance for Mike going in the top 12. So I think this is a way for us to just kind of go over – probably what's the most glamorous position and just talk about the quarterbacks a little bit too. So um, let's do it. Why don't you, why don't you go first? Give me who you got Cleveland taking at one. All right. Well, for Cleveland, it really comes down to two players for me. It comes down to Sam Darnold, quarterback from USC or Josh Allen, the quarterback from Wyoming. Personally, if it's me, I'm taking Sam Darnold, but it seems like all these rumors are coming out that they may take Josh Allen, John Dorsey likes Josh Allen, what have you. But I, I think that the smart bet, and what they'll probably end up doing, is take Sam Darnold from my USC. I think he's probably the most polished guy, and he seems to be the one that all the executives and scouts like the most. You're not believing this Baker hype coming in this week? I think that's really silly stuff. I just, I mean, the draft week, you know, everything comes out. But I, I don't know. I mean, I guess they could do that if they wanted to. They definitely need a quarterback, and they're probably going quarterback one, but. I think that it comes down to those two guys and probably ends up being Sam Yeah, yeah. I tend to agree with that. I think I was talking about a little bit last week in the podcast, this Allen stuff. You know, I just think Cleveland's had so much failure, <laughs> just to put it honestly, that they have to take the safe bet. And to me, that's that's got to be Sam Darnold. He's just so much safer than Josh Allen. And this Baker Mayfield stuff, I, I think it's just smoke to try and stir something up, to try to create a trade, maybe something like that. But I, I just can't see them passing on Sam Darnold. Yeah, I would tend to agree with you. And I mean, even with Tyrod Taylor, why not take the guy who's touted as the best quarterback in the draft? Yeah, yeah. Because I think Tyrod, Tyrod's contract really only works out to be a one-year deal anyway. And I think everyone in an ideal world would love to sit the rookie quarterback for a year. So I think Darnold is just like a perfect fit for Cleveland to start out. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go to our local team, New York Giants. We're picking second. Um, I guess since you went the first first time, I'll go first this time. You know, there's been so much smoke about the Giants, and I think in a good way as a Giants fan, I'm hearing this and I'm thinking, 
I actually have no idea who they're going to pick it to. Where in years past, you know, we've really known it a week before who they were targeting. And, you know, so through all of this, I think trying to weed through it, I'm leaning towards them taking Chubb, the defensive end from NC State at two. I think there's a lot of smoke about them taking Saquon Barkley. And I think in reality, that might be a little bit of a ploy to maybe get Cleveland to try and move up from four to get uh, Barkley at two. But I think if the Giants stand pat and don't move down, I think they're going to stay there and take Chubb at two. What do you think? Um, as a Giants fan, admittedly, I would love for them to take Bradley Chubb. I, I don't know if I see that. I hope they do, and I think the old regime would have. But with Dave Gettleman coming in, he took a first-round running back last year. He's prioritized the running back position, signing Jonathan Stewart, an aging veteran. It wouldn't shock me at all to see them go Saquon Barkley at two. And in reality, if they don't trade down, I think that's what they're going to end up doing. Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you think? However, however, I do think that if Josh Allen goes number one, I definitely don't see the Giants passing on Sam Darnold. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Sam Darnold, if he's there at two, that's a slam dunk for the Giants. What do you think of Barkley at two? I think that it's been shown over the past few years that if you can have a dynamic running back, you can change, completely change your offense and completely change the outlook on your team. But that being said, one of the Giants' biggest problems has been the offensive line. So you wonder how much a running back can even do if they're gonna, not going to be able to block. I know they signed Nate Solder. I know they kept Brent Jones, but they even still lost two guys from their not-that-great offensive line last year. You know, I think the fortunate thing is if they did draft Barkley, at least they won't be running the shotgun draw trap play every single time, which will should be helpful for their running game, you would think. But, I mean, I... Unless you're going to bring a Mott Bradshaw back, they can't really run that play as well. <laughs> or DJ Ware, right? So I think the uh, thing... I think the thing is with Barkley, is he even worth the second pick? Let's say in an ideal world, he turns into... Maybe not quite as good as Gurley last year because he was unbelievable, but maybe he's 1,600 total yards with eight touchdowns. Is that worth the second overall pick in this draft? I would, don't think so, just because of the value of quarterbacks in the league. Clearly it's shown year in, year out that quarterbacks win, and with all these quarterbacks touted as being top of the class, it would make sense for them to try to maximize that value if they're not going to take one to trade back. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully that's what they do as a fan. But we'll see if they're able to pull it off and even if they're able to get something worth trading. Yeah, yeah. I still think trade is very much on the table there. I'm really curious Thursday night, but I really think a trade is still on the table. The only thing, I just don't know who wants to move up. I think Buffalo would be too far of a draft for the Giants. Yeah, you look at Buffalo, you look at... Arizona, even maybe Miami, but those teams are all out of the top ten. You figure the Giants don't want to drop that far down. Yeah, yeah. I think the only real hope for the trade trade down is if someone like Denver is in love with Josh Allen and or Josh Rosen and wants to move up. But that's really the only only way I see them even moving down. They could even love Baker Mayfield. You never know. Yeah, they could. They could. That's true. Speaking of Baker Mayfield, let's move on to the Jets. What do you think in a three? Um, well, if I'm going Saquon Barkley at two, I think I'm going to lean the Jets to take Josh Rosen at three. I know that there's a lot of smoke going around that they want Baker Mayfield, but I think when it comes down to it, Josh Rosen is the prototypical passer. He's been highly regarded since his freshman year at UCLA three years ago at this point. 
find it hard to believe that they would pass on him for um, a guy like Baker. Yeah, I see. I'm, I'm I'm full on on the Baker hype at three. I think that's real. I think he fits what New York would want too. I think he would give them the Jets last year. Even though the Jets, I feel like overachieved and honestly played well with their talent level. I think Mayfield would give them that that personality and kind of that face of New York that they've been looking for for so long now. And I think he's a I think he's a good fit. I'm still a little skeptical. I don't love my quarterback to be the center of attention. That's never how I like it. But I still think he's pretty good. He won the Heisman. He could throw the football. And even with his I, I don't think the size is as big of an issue as it used to be. But, um, I, you know, as a Giants fan, I would love to watch Mayfield on the Jets just because I think at the minimum it would be really entertaining. I think he'd be very entertaining, and, and more of his entertainment factor would be why I may steer clear as the Jets, being in the big market of New York um, with that fiery personality. It's usually better when the leader of the New York teams are even keeled guys, like a Derek Jeter or Eli Manning. Yeah, yeah. Um, you want them to be kind of calm and so when the media blows up when they lose three or four games in a row, they're not the one looking like the bad guy. They come out, they're the leader of the team. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. You know, that's, to me, that's that's a major, major turning point in this draft is who the, which quarterback the Jets love. I think that can really, really affect the rest of the draft. I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. All right, so let's go on to four. Cleveland with their second top four pick, even though I think they'd rather have Deshaun Watson at this point. But at four, I mean, with the way my board is falling, I have Cleveland taking Saquon Barkley at four. I think it's a really, really good fit. I think he would dramatically change their offense. And I just, I just like him there at four. I think he is a truly generational talent. Um, like I said, I still worry about him going two to the Giants just because I think they have so much, so much bigger needs. But, um, you know, I like Barkley at four to the Browns. I think it's a good fit. And I think they would run to the table if that's what that was there. What do you think? I completely agree with you. If he were there, they would be able to run up to the table and take him in seconds. I think he's going to be a great player, too. And so I can definitely see where you're coming from with that. I'm going to go a little different. Cleveland cut a lot of their secondary. They've really been revamping it. They took Jabril Peppers last year. I could see them really trying to go for a secondary guy, whether it be a Denzel Ward, Mika Fitzpatrick, maybe even Derwin James, whoever they like the most. But I could see them trying to take a secondary guy here and trying to bolster up that defense a little with all the offensive weapons they've acquired over the last few years. Yeah, so yeah. I have them taking. Um, I have them taking Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward. Yeah, yeah. I like that fit there too, and I totally see what you're saying. I think he. Um, I think he would really, really fit their system well, and you know they really just have, like you said, they've cleaned house in the secondary, and I think that would be a really good fit. Even if they had make a Fitzpatrick or Derwin James rated higher, I, I think they're going to go with probably a secondary guy, or at least maybe someone to bolster the defense. Just, I mean, you got Tyrod, they took Njoku last year, Corey Coleman, they've been building the offense. They need to get some young talent on the defense as well. A- absolutely, absolutely. All right, let's move on to the Denver Broncos. Another one, another one of these turning points in this draft. It's funny how this draft works out this year. There's just so many different directions it can go based on one team. And I think Denver is one of those teams in this draft. So um, who do you have Denver taking at five? Um, so I think Denver could certainly use another secondary guy now that they've jettisoned the key to lead. Uh, mm-hmm. That being said, I think that John Elway knows 
that when there's this many quarterbacks at the top, you need to take one. So I have them selecting Baker Mayfield at number five. I think that he'd probably be good to sit for Case, uh, under Case Keenum for a year or two and really learn what it's like to be a professional. But that being said, he clearly has a lot of arm talent, and they have good receivers there too, so you never know what he might be able to do. Yeah, yeah. I think it also helps Denver really got to know him during the Senior Bowl where uh, their staff coached Baker down there in Mobile. And I think that would be a really good fit for them, especially because he could sit behind Case for a year or two, which would be good. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I was with you on the secondary fit for Denver. I went with Denzel Ward at five. I think, like you, like you mentioned, that we, after the Tlaib trade, this is kind of like, there's some writing on the wall. Maybe they knew they were going to get someone like Ward or Minka, wherever they wanted to go. Um, I just think Ward is a really, really good fit there. Keep in cost control because Bradley Roby's contract coming up soon too. I think he could be a really good fit there in uh, in Denver at five. Yeah, I mean those Ohio State secondary guys have been doing pretty well in the NFL. The defensive uh, rookie of the year, Lattimore. Yeah, from, uh, yeah, yeah, and I, they've had success with Bradley Roby, so I think Denver would really, really love Denzel Ward there. All right, so moving on to Indy at six. I think this is another trade down point. I think if Buffalo were to move up into the top three or four to get a quarterback, this is where they would need to go first. They would need to get up to Indy at six, who seems to be interested in moving down and already did moving down from three with the Jets. But if Indy does stay, I actually really like Quinn Nelson here. I think it's the kind of their offensive line has struggled forever. I, I legitimately can't remember the last time they had a good offensive line. And I think he would really, really fit in well. If their whole goal of this team should be to protect Andrew Luck and get that guy healthy, I think Quinn Nelson would be such a good fit. You could put him in there at guard, and he's going to start for the next 10 to 12 years. So I really like Nelson here at six to the Colts. I um, I could definitely see them going O-line. I actually pick them going a defensive line. Mm-hmm. You think about those um, old Colts teams that were dominant on that turf. They get after the passer. And so for them to be sitting at six and see a guy like Bradley Chubb, who they may have had as their top player, is probably something that they would very much like. I would imagine they would rush up to the table and grab him. Yeah, I think definitely get tougher on either line. So I could definitely see them going offensive line as well. I think Chubb at six would be incredible value if it went that way too. That's just a really, really good fit in Indy. Um, Yeah, I could totally see them doing that as well. All right, so seven. So let's see, who do you have Tampa taken? So, um, so at this point, I still think Tampa needs some help in that secondary. They got to go against Cam Newton, Drew Brees, Matt Ryan twice a year. So I have them going Micah Fitzpatrick, uh, defensive back from Alabama. So they're saying they're not really sure where he's going to play, corner, safety, slot, what have you. But we saw a guy like Tyron Matthews where they don't really have a position for, and he's doing just fine. So I'm sure that if he's that good, they'll figure out a spot for him. Yeah, I actually I had the same thing. I had Minka here, seven to Tampa. I think he's a really, really good fit there. I think more than anything, Tampa just needs playmakers on defense. They they seemingly struggle just to get off the field every time I see, watch them play. Um, even with the JPP trade, who I think he's a little over the hill, it was a good move just to add some talent to that defense because they just frankly haven't had it for years now. Um, but I really, really love Minka here. His ability to play the slot, to play safety, and to you know even to play specials, too. He's a really, really good fit. I think he's going to be a tremendous player in the NFL, and 
Tampa would be a perfect, perfect situation for him. And a guy like Nick Fitzpatrick, you got to look where he's coming from again. Football Factory, Alabama, dominating the NFL right now. We might as well go get some Alabama guys. He's yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And I was tempted to put Derwin James here, but I just I thought maybe after the whole Jameis thing, maybe they want to stay away from Florida State guys this early. But uh, more than anything, I just think Mink is a better player. I think he's a better player right now. I could, uh, I could agree with that as well. Yeah, yeah. All right, so moving on, eight, the Chicago Bears. I think the Bears, in my mock at least, are incredibly disappointed that Quentin Nelson wasn't there with their new O-line coach being the Notre Dame O-line coach. I think that's exactly who they wanted. But um, I think at eight for the Chicago Bears, I haven't taken Tremaine Edwards. I think linebacker is a major, major need for the Bears, and I think Edwards would be a really, really good fit. I think he can... Um, I think he can move. He's he's a modern linebacker in today's NFL, and I just love the fit there in Chicago. Uh, what do you think with the Bears? Uh, so for the Bears, in my mock draft, Quentin Nelson is still on the board, so that's why I went with it. Um, like you said, with those Notre Dame ties, I feel like he would be a home run for them. And obviously with the new quarterback, Trubisky, they have Jordan Howard, they have uh, um, T. Rick Coleman, the little guy. Yeah, yeah, I think he really would be oh, a... Cohen, yeah. Cohen, Tariq Cohen. Cohen. Yes, Tariq so, Cohen. I mean, with those guys, you want someone that's going to be able to pave the way for him, and Quentin Nelson makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think if he's there, that would be a perfect fit for the Bears. Um, let's go nine. Uh, San Francisco, the... I mean, they got to be the team of the offseason. I feel like everyone's picking San Francisco to make the playoffs next year. Who do you have the Niners taking? So I definitely think that the Niners, with all the acquisitions they made... Again, like you said, almost winning the offseason, even though Garoppolo was late last season. I could really see them going after a pass rusher. And um, I know that they may want to take a linebacker like Rokon Smith, Jermaine Edmonds, but I actually haven't taken Harold Landry from uh, Boston College. Oh, wow, that's that a surprise. They, they seem like a team that um, is not afraid to uh, take a guy that they like, so I think they might uh, go a off the board here. Yeah, yeah. As we saw last year with John Lynch, I feel like he's not afraid to take anyone that he, if he likes him. Um, I could really see that. I think it might be a little early for him, but he is a productive pass rusher. And, I mean, he could anytime he can rush a quarterback, he could play in the NFL. So I think that would be a good fit for them at nine. I went the traditional route. I had them taking Rokon Smith. Everything that's going on with Mason Foster, I mean, I frankly don't think he may ever play in the NFL again. Um, I think Smith is a perfect fit there. The guy can run all over the field. He, he hits with authority. He can move sideline to sideline. I really, really love him as a player and think he would be a good fit there. Yeah, I could. Um, they definitely need some type of playmakers on defense, so I, I also see them going somewhere on defense. Yeah. Um, I could agree with that. Yeah, yeah. And then Oakland at 10. This is where I had Derwin James going. I think more than anything, Oakland reminds me of Tampa in that their defense just felt very lethargic and just really felt like they couldn't get off the field. So with Oakland, I've been taking Derwin James. I think more than anything, he's fully recovered from that knee surgery now from a couple years ago, and he could play down in the box. He could play up top. He really gives them a lot of versatility to blitz and really try to just be more creative on defense and to make a few plays. Reggie Nelson now in the secondary is he's getting up there in years, so they need a young infusion of talent. I think Derwin James would be a good fit for the Raiders. I like that the uh, Reggie Nelson the eraser reference there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Um, they definitely need some playmakers on defense. They need a new identity. They were definitely a team that disappointed last year. And they're probably a team that's only a few playmakers away from being right back on the rise, given their quarterback receiver situation. But um, I can see them taking Rokon Smith here. I still have him available. Um, again, another playmaker, sideline the sideline linebacker, who's going to add some identity and really bring a name to that defense, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be a great fit. They would run to the table if that was there. How about um, how about the Dolphins at 11? A lot of rumors swirling around here that they're unhappy with Ryan Tannehill and might be looking to look towards the future at quarterback. What are the Dolphins doing? So in my mock, I still have Josh Allen available, but I feel like Miami may try to get a playmaker on defense instead, even though Ryan Tannehill may or may not be the answer, but Adam Gates may want to give him one more year. And so I can see them going with uh, Derwin James, uh, safety from Florida State, like you said, um, and he'd be staying in the, in the home state. Yeah, yeah, I, I could definitely see that there. Yeah, again, Dolphins, for some reason, maybe it was just what I, what I saw in the NFL last year, a lot of just not fun movement, things like that, not around the field. I think James would give them a lot of uh, explosive plays there on defense. This, you know, I don't know if you've noticed, but I actually have two of the big four quarterbacks still on my board here. And this is the this pick. I have Rosen going 11th to the Dolphins. I think this would be a slam dunk fit. I do doubt he will make it down to 11 like I have him here in my mock. But I could definitely see Miami moving up. Maybe they could flop with Denver or Indy to go up and get Josh Rosen. I think he'd be a really good fit down there. Seems to have the same kind of mind as Adam Gase. And I think he would be really good there. I think it could be, a, it could be an interesting fit. What do you think of Rosen in Miami? I think that would be, a, like you said, a slam dunk. I think they would, again, run to the table to get him. Um, if he were available, I think that he would be the perfect guy to lead them. And he could even sit a year behind Tannehill. Yeah. But look, yeah. Like one of these really good players is going to fall. Like, I had Derwin James falling. You have two of the quarterbacks falling. Like, some of these good players are going to fall. The Dolphins are probably in a pretty good spot, even though they may not think it right now. Yeah, yeah, I tend to agree with that. And as we see during the draft, I feel like the quarterbacks always tend to rise towards the top, even if their skill level isn't as high. And I think this could be the kind of situation where maybe maybe a Minka, Edmonds, Smith, Derwin, one of them falls way further than we thought, and it can end up like Marshawn Lattimore last year, where all of a sudden it's like this is the one of the best players in the draft when seven picks too late. Yeah, that's the way the draft goes. Some teams... Uh, have the luxury to be able to draft the best player available. Some teams have to go for a need. And so really that's what it comes down to. If you have the luxury of being able to go say, hey, we're going to take the best player available, you may end up with a guy who you didn't think you were going to get, but you say, hey, we're going to take me the best player there, even if it's a position out of need. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Same, I mean, at 12, I think I, I have Buffalo taking Josh Allen at 12. I think Buffalo would love this pick. I think he would fit perfect in western New York, throwing that football around through the wind, through the snow. Um, he is absolutely a project in my mind. It's going to take two to three years for him to get ready. Um, but the guy could throw the football, and I really think Buffalo would be incredibly happy with this pick at 12. I think realistically Buffalo probably meet, needs to move up into the top seven or eight to make this happen. But um, I definitely love Allen's fit to the Bills. I think he would be could really do some great things for Buffalo and maybe get them, you know, back to the playoffs in a couple of years again. What do you think at 12? 
Um, I actually have the exact same thing as you, Josh Allen, and I was thinking about it, even if they had to move up to, say, a 7 or a 9 to get them, that may be something they have to do. Um, it's pretty important that um, to have a quarterback clearly in the NFL. And so with the relatively new coach, relatively new GM, they're probably going to say, hey, we got to get one of these guys. I don't think that a pick throw on Nate is the answer there, so I think they're probably going to have to uh, go somewhere else with it. Yeah, yeah, I think he's a really good fit there. I think it's, um, you know, really, really going to see what happens. I, I would be shocked if Buffalo didn't move up. Again, it might not be all the way up to two, like people are saying, but I would be shocked if the Bills didn't move up and get one of these quarterbacks. Yeah, and even, um, I know we haven't really gotten to Lamar Jackson yet, but you never know. I mean, I think that's probably be a little early, but still, he's certainly someone that if the team falls in love with him, they could certainly say, hey, we're going to go get him. And we're going to get him early because who cares if it's 10 picks too early if he's going to be the future of our team. Yeah, you definitely think he goes round one, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think the Cardinals, I think that the Chargers, Baltimore, there's a lot of teams that have either aging quarterbacks or not really any quarterback at all that would love to have Lamar Jackson and coaches that would love to scheme for him. Yeah, instead yeah. Instead of against him. Yeah, I think he, he's such a talented player. I do worry about the throwing with him. I don't love his arm action in general, but I think he's just too talented. A team, especially a team like Buffalo that has two first-round picks, it might be worth taking him. Or and everyone's talking about New England taking him, just be Brady's up there in years. But um, I think he's definitely going to go first round. I think the ability to have a cost-controlled quarterback for five years with the fifth-year option nowadays makes it really a no-brainer for these teams in the 20 to 30s. Just take a flyer on a quarterback. It's really not going to set you back that much. Does that, does that mean you also think Mason Rudolph is going to go in the first round? I think Rudolph has a chance to go at the end of the first round. I'm not a big fan, but I think it wouldn't be crazy to me if you're New England, you don't get a quarterback, take him at 31 if Lamar's off the board and just kind of see what happens. Groom him behind Brady and see what happens from there. I think that would be a very shrewd move and maybe something that Bill Belichick yeah, yeah, I agree. After he trades down three times, I think that's something he would consider doing. Yeah, and I mean, you see, they've taken early round quarterbacks. They've taken Garoppolo. They've taken Brissett was in the third or fourth round. They've taken these guys early and then been able to either flip them for picks or, um, in the case of some other guys in the past, just had to let them go. Yeah, yeah, I think regardless, it, I mean, as we've seen, the backup quarterback market always goes through the roof. You get a cost-controlled backup for four years minimum. So it's definitely definitely a pick worth taking. And I think because of things like this, you're going to see that top of the second round. It's one of the reasons, even though I wish the draft was still one day, two days like it used to be, but um, you're going to see top of the second round, teams are going to have top 15 players on their board they're going to be trying to trade up for to get those first five to seven picks. I would agree with that. Looking at, um, I'm a giant fan, looking at where they stand, they definitely have um, a really good pick with that um, like 34th pick or whatever. They're in a really good spot. Yeah, yeah, I think that's one of the picks where they really, really target offensive line. Um, a lot, a lot of good players should be there around then. We can, uh, we can only hope. <laughs> we can only hope. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on. Um, should be a fun draft on Thursday. I'm really looking forward to it. Hopefully, we get. Um, let's see who did better. I mean, we'll check our mocks on Thursday. See who did better. Yeah, definitely. Make sure we uh, get this on the record. See who, uh, see who does better next week. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. All right, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks a lot. All right, thanks a lot for having me, John. I appreciate it. All right, take care, man. 
Huge shout out to Bank. Thanks so much for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. Uh, it was really cool to talk about the top 12 with someone else. I think it's just going to be a fascinating draft. I'm really looking forward to it. I think that, you know, we can really, really learn a lot about the Giants' future. Is this full rebuild? Are we going to go quarterback? Or are we going to go impact player, whether it's Barkley or Chubb, to try and win next year? Um, regardless, super fun to talk about it with him. And uh, really just looking forward to recording more of these. I'm thinking uh, either Friday or Saturday, I'm going to post a reaction pod to talk about the whole draft, what the Giants did, where the quarterbacks went, and just kind of what happened. Try to go over it, see you know, what we can get from that. But uh, regardless, thanks so much to everyone who has listened so far. This has been awesome. I'm really having fun with it, and I want to keep doing it. So let's keep doing it. Please keep listening. Um, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts, and look forward to hearing from you. Also, follow me on Twitter, UtilityPlayerPod. Uh, send them questions, and let's do it. Let's talk more sports. All right, take care, everyone.